Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Talking Polynix. Today we are talking with Michael McGinnis. He is one of the co-hosts of The Roaring 2020s. He's also a freelance producer in Hollywood. And uh, we have a great conversation today. So please enjoy the episode and share it with a friend. All right, welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is exciting. Um, you know, I just started a podcast too, and I'm glad to connect with other podcasters and um, and get some podcasting on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to start off the show, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So uh, my name is Michael. Michael McGinnis. Um, I live in LA. Um, I'm from the East Coast. I am a reality TV producer. I have a podcast. I'm I'm a freelance reality TV producer. I produce tons of stuff um, for MTV, VH1, Lifetime, Discovery, whatever. But you know, they're they're shows. I'm a, I'm a hired gun. You know, I enjoy doing it. But I started a podcast called The Roaring 2020s. It's with two E's, T H E E. Check it out. As soon as you're done subscribing and listening to this podcast, with this great, I love this title, Nick Politics. It's very clever. I love it. And as soon as you, you're done, if you're not already subscribed in, to this podcast, head over to mine when we're done and subscribe to mine. Give a rating. Please give a rating only if you're going to give five stars or four stars. Anyway, my podcast is called The Boring 2020. It's basically, Nick, we cover politics. We cover everything because we're going into the 2020s, you know, um, the decade. And, you know, the, the Boring 2020s, you know, like, you know how they used to call the 20s back in the day in olden times the Roaring 2020s? Uh-huh. Or the Roaring 20s, rather, you know? So that's because they kicked ass. Like, economically, like, I'm in L.A. Like, in 1910, there wasn't anything in L.A. By 1929, the shit was off. Can I curse? A little? Oh, yeah, no, that's good. You're fine. Okay, so so it was off the chain. Like, everything was built up. There's still tons of stuff here that was built in the 20s. And so, you know... Everything was going great. So there was real boom time. And then if you look, 30s and 40s were kind of, you know, the depression, you know, kind of uh, not that great. And then the 50s, again, economic, creatively, like everybody was having fun. It was kick-ass again. Then 70s were kind of like hit and miss. And then the 80s, again, so my point is it's like all cyclical. And I think things have been kind of shitty. Things have been kind of not good politically. You know, everybody's fighting. It's not good economically. It's actually picking up economically. Um but, which is good, but my philosophy and my co-host philosophy, who's, we've been friends all our life, and we kind of reconnected after 10 years, and we're shocked that we had, we had changed a lot of our perspectives and viewpoints, but kind of changed in the same way, and we're like, whoa, that's crazy. So we would have these great conversations, political, philosophical, entertainment, stuff like, you know, and we're like, you know what, you know, let's, let's do a podcast. We're both definitely into it, so that's why we started it, and as far as... Um, we think that one of my philosophies that I told him, and he didn't, he was a little hesitant at first, but now he agrees with that the 2020s are going to be great because everything's cyclical, you know, like everything is, you know, up and down. That's just the way everything goes. So it's been so shitty the past 10 years, 20 years that it's going to be, it's going to be great. In other words, I think people are going to be unified instead of fighting. I think that politically everything is going to, like, the important stuff is still going to be important to focus on, but I think the craziness and the fighting and all that's going to be um, 
not as much. I think people are going to be interested in having more fun and less division and just more unity, like I was saying. And I think I think the 2020s are going to be awesome economically, creatively. Like to me, even I live in entertainment. Uh, I live in Hollywood, the entertainment capital of the world, and I feel that it's been kind of hit or miss, you know, with music and with you know um, all these things recently. Um, going to be really good and we just want to track that and cover that you know the election coming up and you know just uh just in general whatever interests us but we think that 2020 is going to be great and we want to try to focus we want to be refreshing we want to try to focus on the stuff that's positive you know everybody's covering the fighting everybody's covering the injustices we want to cover you know mostly stuff um you know, that's positive and fun and good you know because there's so much good in the world and you can always focus on the good or the bad so we just want to be kind of a source for for the great stuff but then on the other hand you have stuff like the jeffrey epstein thing which came up which was fascinating to me so uh but depressing but we did two episodes on that <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so you know yeah well so uh on this show it's mostly politics so i'm gonna ask you some political stuff so 2020 is coming up it's who gets elected probably will have a sway in how the 20s and or the president for four years possibly reelected if it's a new president for eight of the eight of the ten years so who do you think or who do you prefer to be the next president out of the candidates we have right now okay I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna make an, uh, um, a guess or a prediction or whatever I a hundred percent at this point think Donald Trump will win again I don't have a preference per se, and I'll tell you why. I am, I am, I'm not agnostic politically. I have tons of opinions, but my opinions, and this is again why I want to start my podcast, because everybody seems so team oriented, like 100% liberal Democrats, they can do no wrong, or 100%, you know, Donald Trump, Republican, they can do no wrong. And I find that naturally my um, just opinions naturally just are, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, you know, they come from both. Yeah, oh, Donald Trump doesn't want to show his tax returns. Something must be fucked up there. Oh, Hillary Clinton, she didn't want to show her, her bank speeches. Something must be fucked up there. Like, I just find I'm very neutral. I have no teams. I don't really ca- I don't care who wins as long as, you know, they're not doing anything that's hurtful for Americans in America. And, um, so I'm cool with whoever. I just don't see any like the like I, I like a little background on me. I was 100% liberal Democrat all my life, and now I'm a little bit more neutral. Not because of Donald Trump or not because of anything specific. I just like I said about the division. I am like I don't take any teams because I see a little bit good for that, a little bit good, you know, with it with with I see right and wrong with every with all of the parties you know and quite frankly i think it's a shame that a third party candidate doesn't have a chance that's just like a common fact like oh don't give your party vote to the green party or to this party because that's a vote thrown away and that that's such a shame in america you have how many people are in america 300 million four 350 million something like that Mm -hmm. right yeah. And we have two choices. We have two choices. Coke, Pepsi, Burger King, McDonald's. Like, what's up with that? That's that's ridiculous to begin with. And, cool. and it's real shame. Because what? Third party candidate might be the best person for you, but you, most people won't give it a chance, you know? So, and I don't see the liberal Democrats, they have a strong nominee. That's the thing. I'm totally down. I just don't 
see a real strong point of view perspective. I mean, their their biggest candidate right now is um a Biden. I mean, man, <laughs> they need some help. They need some help. They need some help. If they get somebody, you know, awesome, then I'm I'm down for them. So I'm open minded. I think it's way too early to tell. Right now, though, a hundred percent Donald Trump is gonna win in my in my opinion. I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying that's what I think would ha- is gonna happen as of now. So. Uh, I've actually talked about that on the show before, how not like third parties don't really have a chance. So, would you be in favor of like changing the way we vote? So making it uh like ranked choice voting. Have you heard of that at all? What is what is it? Uh, ranked choice voting. No, not really. How does that work? So it's it's somewhat of a newer push, but some of the candidates, uh, Democratic candidates, are actually uh proposing this like they want this to become a law where you rank your candidates one two and three and then they have they count up all the one votes if someone reaches 50 percent there's a winner if no candidate reaches 50 percent then it they eliminate the least amount of vote voted for candidate and they drop it to the two vote and the so your second choice is now your one choice because the first candidate got eliminated so, yeah, I think that's probably... Yeah, go ahead. So it would encourage people to vote their third party as their one choice, because... Yeah, yeah, it sounds promising. It sounds like a step in the right, right direction. The, the thing that I've kind of noticed is that the media... Like, do you remember there was this thing, it was a couple years ago, actually, it was when Jon Stewart was still hosting The Daly Show. Well, he did a thing, I think it was Ron Paul. Do you remember when Ron Paul was running? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, okay, so probably, I don't know what year that was, but Ron, Ron Paul was running. He was doing great, kind of like Bernie Sanders this this last go-around. They were doing great. The media, for some reason, I don't know why, they'll, they'll be like, have such high numbers in debates or in polls, and they will just, like, not show it or whatever. They seem The media seems to have a preference for Democrats or Republicans, and I don't know exactly why. But it seems like when you have a real, real, real strong third-party candidate, a really strong, like, outside rebel, like a Bernie Sanders, even though he's been working in the system for all these years, he had a lot of, you know, outsider ideas, they get kind of pushed to the side. The DNC totally – it's a fact. Donna Brazil, they totally effed him over for, for – they wanted Hillary Clinton. They wanted – they gave her the fucking answers at the CNN thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's so – and that's a fact. They admit it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that is, what the fuck's up with that? Well, you know, I, I agree. And you you kind of see that, or you saw that in 2016, how uh, the media, before Trump won the primary, they were very favorable to him. And then this when he got the nomination... Wait, Trump, say that again? When Trump was running and this was still primary season, the media was very favorable to him. Like, right. the left leaning media was. And then right. when he got the nomination, it, they flipped on him. And then you kind of see, see what you were talking about in this election as well. How, uh, for example, Tulsi Gabbard, she was yeah. the most Google search candidate, yes. both debates. And right. yet they right. don't they don't talk about her. Exactly. The reason they don't talk about her, in my opinion, in my opinion, is because she has she would actually, to be honest with you, be my number one choice. 
Tulsi Gabbard. From what I know right now, she would be my number one choice. I don't think in a million years she would win because um, not only is Donald Trump just super strong with his fan base, like, like, not many, let's put it this way, not many Republicans have changed their mind on, you know, Donald Trump. They're going to go vote and they're going to come out, you know, so... But Tulsi Gabbard, in my opinion, could totally win because she's much fucking – sorry, excuse me. She's much – I wouldn't say she's smarter than Donald Trump, but she's she's smart. She has great ideas that are good for the American people, and not everything that's good for the American people is good for these um, – the establishment. And the establishment owns the media. Look at the board of directors of – I work in the media. I worked in the media for 10 years. I, you can look at the board of directors of all these things, Fox, you know, News Corporation, Viacom, CBS, all these things. And it's all defense contractors, pharmaceuticals, whatever. So they're not going to promote a candidate who's like genuinely for the people, which somebody like Bernie Sanders seems like he is or Tulsi Gabbard or – like what did she do recently in the debate where she smoked uh, – Kamala Harris? Other- yeah, what was that again? Uh, she was calling out Kamala Harris over her previous criminal Wait. justice as attorney general. Okay, which is very similar to the thing that happened. These these liberals, like, I'm all for liberal causes, but they, they seem to be really messing up. It was very similar to when it... Did you hear about... And I'm going to talk current stuff, but I just want to bring up this. Is that Hillary Clinton in this last thing, she was caught on tape when she was a lot younger, but laughing about getting convicted... Not a convicted, laughing about getting an accused pedophile off of a rape case that she knew to be guilty. Did you hear this tape? Yeah, no, I, I heard it. Okay, so she's laughing about that. So this reminds me of that. It's hypocrisy. This Camelia, did I say that right? Laughing about or, or making a comment about how she like smoked weed or whatever, but yet she put all these people in prison. Is that the idea? Something along those lines? Yeah, that's roughly what the that, attack was. Yeah, right? It was something along those lines. And look, you can't... And the, the statistics are out. you got to stop with the marijuana. Like, I don't even smoke weed, but the statistics are out. You're going to have alcohol legal, uh, you know, which, you know... Lost connection, but we are back. So... <laughs> that was my fault. I was in Beverly Hills, and you know how, how it is in Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh... You were just talking about how it's kind of crazy that marijuana is not legal when alcohol, cigarettes, things much worse for you are legal. Yeah, you know, I was just listening to this uh, thing where they were talking about it. I don't know all the details about this, but there, it's like, look, it seems like they go after some things and they don't go after other things. I mean, it couldn't be more obvious. You know, alcohol, please, uh, you know. Uh, have a uh, cigarettes have a freaking cartoon camel promoting it oh but maybe that children will like it nah don't worry about it you know alcohol oh it's a free it's a fun time every labor day we're at labor day right now you know fourth of july like drink 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 it's a party it's a fiesta everything is magical and perfect and wonderful around drinking you know um there's no media reports there's no legislation there's no politician saying you know what not only does alcohol kill millions of americans a year but all these crimes you know everything from you know uh fighting to robbery to all these things are probably a lot of these people are probably intoxicated oh forget about it with uh you know domestic abuse i mean none of these things came up none of these none of these things ever come up but yet it affects more people than um 
right now I'm hearing that of the marijuana. I mean, it's obviously just a politically charged money grab for 99% of the people. There's still some old school people from the 20s or some shit like that or, or 40s or 50s, you know, who think marijuana is the devil because in the 50s, you know, they promote it. You know, William Randolph Hearst and his newspapers promote it. You know, the devil marijuana. Marijuana wasn't even their name. They gave it some Mexican sounding name because they said, oh, Mexicans are going to smoke and rape the white women. That's what they would literally say to get people afraid of marijuana. I mean, it's, it was it was disgusting. And they did it. They it, they got it banned illegal. They, they say, I mean, it's technically, I forget, Class A or Class B, however they do these. It's like, a Schedule crime. 1 drug. It's they, yeah. they view it the same as heroin and cocaine. and Which, which obviously is absurd. So obviously there's another reason... You know, for this, they love science when it's with, oh, but you have scientific facts that marijuana is not harmful at all. No, we don't pay attention to that. That's like it's it's absurd. What I was going to say, though, is right now I was just listening to how they're like, where did I hear an entire city? San Francisco, San Francisco banned e-cigarettes or, or what are they called? E-cigarettes and mm-hmm. yeah, e-cigarettes. They ban them I think that's what I heard is that true uh I'm not sure first time I've heard something like that yeah okay so but aside from that what they were talking about on this thing I was listening to is um you know they were going like in the media like I heard this guy that's a president of Jewel I guess Jewel e-cigarettes or whatever and the, and the guy was the, the newscaster was going after him like well how do you feel that this is beneficial to the American public since when does it need to be beneficial number one okay is McDonald's beneficial I don't go after them because they pay their bills you know maybe e-cigarettes don't do enough advertising for these companies maybe that's it hmm. you know and oh cigarettes does that do any good for American um, like the aforementioned alcohol of course, it doesn't do it good for any Americans, and they don't mention that. But they're, they're going crazy. They're like, well, don't teens, you know, um, smoke these e-cigarettes, and they're addictive, and blah, blah, blah. And they're so much better. And he, the guy from the e-cigarette company had all these statistics about how actual smoking is going down. You rarely see smoking anymore, occasionally. But 10, 20 years ago, you would see smoking all the time. You rarely see cigarette smoking nowadays. So, I mean, it's the lesser of two evils. So I don't I don't know why they're going after that so, so badly. Um you know, but yeah, but they are. So it seems odd the things that they choose to go after, you know, and it seems like it's a, a lot of it. Um, you could trace back to money, maybe. Money maybe has something to do with it. Well, yeah, there, there's for sure money in politics. I think everyone can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, and it should be taken out. And like that, I mean, the fact that you have lobbyists is absurd. Like that, so you're saying you go, you give you know, lawmakers trips and gifts and that's not supposed to influence them. I mean, you know they're going to do this shit anyway illegally, even if it wasn't illegal, but at least make them do that. Mm-hmm. So if they get hacked or if they get, at least make them do that. <laughs> We're just like, no, fuck it. Why make it legal? They're the lawmakers. Okay, here's a new law, lawmakers. We're going to make it legal for you to accept money from people to consider things. Yeah, aces. I mean, who wouldn't make that legal? It's up to us to step in and say, wait a second. Obviously, that's not right. They're being greedy and selfish. You know, obviously. Let's put a stop to that. There's no oversight. There's no... 
there's no policing the police officers. There's no, you know, there's no internal affairs for Congress. There's Senate, you know, there's no, there's nobody above that. And you, you would think the president would step in and say, but they don't. They're, you know, they just go with the flow. They don't want to fuck things up, you know. So. So, uh, I'm sure you've heard all about the most recent mass shootings, right? Yes. So not in detail though, but yeah, I've heard. So do you, the past couple days. Yeah, well, there was one just yesterday as well, but. Yeah, with like seven people. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. So, what is your opinion on what we should do to start fixing it? Or number one, open the freaking again, like it did in the eighties. This is where Ronald Reagan closed down, uh, I guess, funding. There used to be facilities. So not everybody would make it into there. You know, they're, like there were Bellevue in New York, which actually still runs, but it's, you know, they don't have the funding to provide. And you would put, if you had a psycho, for lack of a better term, if you had a, um, um, a, a person who wasn't adjusting well, you know, be it a minor uh, or a young you know, person or, or any person, it was very easy to get them to these facilities. You know, it was covered by the government, I believe. So so if you saw any signs now, it's going to cost you so much money and time, and it's a pain. Most of these people end up, you know, if they continue, you know, homeless on the street. You know, the homelessness in Los Angeles is absurd. I moved here 10 years ago, and it was just pretty restricted to downtown Los Angeles, Skid Row, and which was crazy even then, and you know, a lot in Santa Monica, because if you're going to be homeless, you might as well go to Santa Monica and go to the beach, mm-hmm. you know? So, but now it's everywhere. I'm in Beverly Hills right now. I'm shocked that there's not tents here. Like, this is one place where it's not yet. But, like, you go on a normal street and there's just tent, 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 tent. And I'm talking about a normal street, like, in the valley that's not near Skid Row. So, my point is they need to reopen these facilities. We pay so much money in taxes. You know, like, the, routinely the Pentagon's like, oh, yeah, let's hold a press conference on a Friday before a holiday and, you know, just mention that we can't find trillions of dollars, you know, um, which has happened. You know, let's give trillions of dollars Obama did to banks because they're, you know, um, not doing well. But yet they don't have money for school. They don't have money to help people. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, dude, I pay my taxes, uh, you know, in L.A., 40 percent taxes. Then they tax me for every – then they tax me for everything they, you buy. Then they tax you because you want to park. Then they tax you. You, you get ta- – 50, 60 percent of your money goes to taxes, everyone. So, you know, anything – that you can get back um, for, you know, it's just we can't have people abusing it, which is a problem in America. In America, like if you have a country like Denmark or these places like that, they have all these social um, programs, but they don't seem to abuse it there from what I know in, in the way that they kind of sometimes seem like they, they would or do here in America for some reason. I, I don't know exactly why that is, but as far as the gun problem, I think that they should open up the mental health facilities again and make it very easily. If parents have children that are acting fucking weird and writing notes how they want to kill people, somehow get them in and get them on medication. But then even the medication, most of these shooters are on what are SSRIs, which increase homicidal tendencies. It increases homicidal tendencies, these anti-depression um, and all these different things. I mean, that's one of the side effects. And then you have all these killings, and most of these people are on it. And most of the people are, like, younger, like, in college or, or not college age, let's say, or even younger, you know, teens, like that one in uh, uh, wherever it was, uh, Florida, I think. Or, um, but 
as far as gun control, so, so you got to open the mental health facilities and make the mental health easily accessible. Gun control is a tricky one. Now, the, the correct answer is 100% gun control, but then you look at a city like New York City or Chicago, which have extremely tight gun control, and Chicago, like, let's put it this way. Drugs are illegal, right? Most drugs. Mm-hmm. You can get you can get drugs anyplace. The problem is, is I, listen, I don't have a gun. I don't want a gun. I don't want anything to do with guns. I wish guns didn't exist. I don't even know why they exist. You're telling me you hate this person so much, you want to kill them? Like, you might want to mess them up. Maybe they're breaking into your house. You want to shoot them to disable them. You know what I mean? But you want to end their life for, all you know, almost any reason. You're going to war with them. Like... You know, it just shows you how harshly people, some people think to begin with, because that would never even cross my mind. I'd be like, I want to protect myself, but I, I don't really, who am I to end someone's life? You know, unless, of course, they're, you know, it's me or them, <laughs> you know what I mean? But otherwise, you want to you wanna temporarily, like, harm somebody if they're, if they're causing you harm. But why do guns even exist to begin with? I mean, England has it, right? But then England, you have, you know, car people running people over cars you have acid attacks are really popular popular there are really common there because they can't have access to gun here in america this is a statistic that i didn't know there's over 300 no there's a gun for every man woman and child in america right now that exists mm-hmm. so let's say they make it illegal tomorrow sure that could help some of these you know things because a lot of these you know shooters you know, legally go to a gun store and it's, and it's easy. So if it was a little bit harder for them to get, that'd probably be a good thing because they couldn't get it so easy. So they'd be like, shit, I want to shoot up my school. I want to kill, you know, like at least like 20 people, but, but I gotta, you know, go on a black, you know, dark web or, you know, I gotta go to the, you know, I don't know, some area where I think I can buy guns like that seems like a big hassle so maybe it would stop a lot of people but it certainly wouldn't stop everybody I mean you know like I said about Chicago there's dozens and dozens dozens of shootings and murders you know every weekend you know all year long and guns are you know really hard to get there and I, I think they're pretty illegal so basically you have cities like New York and Chicago where it's pretty much illegal I believe to own a gun basically so if you are a shop owner or you know you have your house the the criminals who do have access to the guns illegally because they don't care they're criminals they're going to get the guns a lot of these people are going to get guns one way or another so they know that the likelihood of this store owner having gun or these store employees having guns or these schools or you know um a house is is unlikely because they're illegal so that even gives them more you know whatever confidence or arrogance to say okay i'm pretty sure i can rob this store and i'm not going to get shot so i will rob this store so it's really a tricky complicated situation that there's no easy answer for and it's it's at this point total making guns illegal and let's not forget the fact that the reason why we have that law to begin with the second amendment which nobody talks about which is odd that it is to protect yourself against the tyranny of government now Everybody hates Donald Trump, you know, and but yet nobody goes so as far as to say, oh, well, Donald Trump, they call him fascist and all this stuff, which, you know, I'm not making an opinion on that. But if you if you think Donald Trump is this scary, you know, you might want to have acts, be able to protect yourself in case he does these things that, you know, 
a lot of people are claiming, you know, it's going to bring an end to democracy in America or whatever. You know, first thing Hitler did was take away the gun. So when he rounded people up, they didn't couldn't protect themselves. And that's what a lot of Mao in China, communist China, Stalin in Russia, you know, a lot of these dictators, that's the first thing they do. And it, we're so far removed from that. We don't think that's possible, but it's happened throughout history time and time again. So it's better to say it to me, sorry, but I don't have a firm opinion. I hate guns. I wish they didn't exist. That's my stand on it. I, I really don't know what to do now, except really focus more on the mental mental health. And I think that would that would help put more money into it and more resources into mental health facility. Open those. They still have them abandoned in Philadelphia, where I'm from. They had on this place, Roosevelt Boulevard. We used to sneak in there as a kid, you know. And uh, it's huge complex. I forget what it's called, but um, huge facility. And uh, it used to be a mental health hospital in the 70s and 60s and 70s, probably even before then, and completely empty when I grew up there and to this day it's still standing open that back up yeah well that's that seems to be the one of the larger talking points now other than the banning all assault rifles but another one is the mental health how uh, we're not doing enough so yeah I, I agree that opening up those mental health facilities would help and I think there's a serious thing about those drugs that either we need to put more funding into research to find better ways than putting yeah. people on some antidepressant drugs. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, listen, you know, I don't know. There's, there's no easy answers to any of this. You know, people like we see little you know, snippets on TV or in a YouTube clip and people have sound bites. Oh, I think we should ban all guns. Everybody cheers. Yay. I'm going to vote for you, liberal. Oh, you'll take my gun out of my cold, dead hand. Oh, conservative Republican, we're going to vote for you. Neither is the correct answer. They're both fucking stupid. Like, it's so much more complex than that. And we're, 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 we're treated like children, you know, like with baby answers. And it's... You know, we have too much access to information these days to, to, you know, come to conclusions that are that are that are that simple, and it just takes more time. And listen, no judgment, man. A lot of people like it's hard to have that time. You know, you work, you have family. You know, if you do, not you, but you know, people, and you know, you have your own activities. I mean, how much time do you really? It's depressing anyway. How much time? And quite frankly, statistically. None of these things affect many people. I mean, as many school shootings as there are right now, I have never, in, in, in Los Angeles, I have never, and I, I have never, and I don't know anyone who's ever been involved, encountered, even come close, anything like that. And that's for most Americans. You know, so even though it is a problem, you know what I mean? It is, you know, statistically, when you walk outside your door, I don't encounter these things. So they don't really cross your mind on a regular basis. If I was walking outside and there was, shootings i'd be like oh i need to spend some of my time and resources and thoughts and you know get together and we need to come to a solution but most of us don't see it on a day-to-day -day basis we see it when we turn on the tv if none of us had tvs we wouldn't even know a lot of these things were, were issues you know mm -hmm. well or yeah the it, internet, you well, know? well yeah and a, a lot of what you see on tv is very polarized where if you watch fox yeah. it's one thing if you watch right. MSNBC or CNN, it's the opposite, and but they they're 
it's always so polarized or where they take it to the extreme when instead of focusing on the issue itself they're focusing more on the tv of it yeah it's really disheartening because when i was growing up i thought i thought things were legit like i thought like you know these people and somebody like my mom who grew up in an earlier era you know like still to this day thinks like everyone's respectable and like doctors and newscasters and you know politicians like they are for the most part genuine you know good people that have good intentions you know it's not about money um you know and unfortunately i mean it's getting more and more obvious every year it's like it's it's preposterous that anybody listen i don't want anybody to do anything about it i know i'm I'm not i have a podcast i talked a little bit about it but i don't really do much like i think if somebody was like it was their passion and they wanted to really 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 change things i think anything's possible and somebody could do it but like i said people have lives they have family that you know they're not going to do it but that's fine i just would like to talk to most people you know and have them not be you like buy into the like polarization and the um um the way that news both what both sides do you know donald trump's not 100 percent evil devil he's also 100 percent not good you know what i mean and neither is anyone so if donald trump does do something good if the economy is doing better say look i hate him he's sexist he's racist he's a pig he's just says but shit the economy is doing good i appreciate that like you know what i mean like like you know he hasn't started any wars yet I mean, people, when George W. Bush died recently, the H.W., the dad, when he died recently, both sides, liberals and Democrats, were like, oh, what a good man. He was not a good man. Like, he started wars. He was head of the CIA, which did all kinds of creepy shit. Like, he did so much worse. He started wars and his son that murdered at least hundreds of thousands of people, you know, Iraqis and, and, and Middle Eastern people and American soldiers for what doesn't seem like a good reason, like the weapons of mass destruction thing. Now, I know this is like back in the day, but like my point is the hypocrisy. They gave liberals, gave him so much like, like, oh, such a shame he died. And he was a good man. And some even said, oh, God, those were the days before we had Donald Trump. Who was Donald Trump killed? You know what I mean? He had a chance, somebody in Syria, or was it Snow Iran, they sh- Iran shot down that drone that was actually in their airspace anyway, but it was an unmanned drone. Iran shot it down. They wanted Donald Trump, and when I say they, I mean the media, liberals, the Republicans, I think, wanted Donald Trump to respond to that, right? Okay, fine. But he had an opportunity to, I think, retaliate in some way, and they estimated that 130 people, not 130,000, not 100, you know, not 1,300 even, 130 people, that's nothing. Fucking Obama killed people, that many people in drone strikes without a blink of an eye. And Donald Trump said... This is what he said. I don't know, you know, what the truth is. He said that's too many lost lives, innocent lost lives for shooting an unmanned drone. I'm not going to do it. Doesn't get any credit for that. And I'm not sticking up for Donald Trump. I'm just saying we need to be less, like, team-oriented and more fact-based, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think. I, I don't know. Well, uh, I completely agree with that. And that's why, uh, that's why on this show I, I have pe- – I like talking on pe- with people on both sides of the aisle – and we talk about ideas, and usually I get to the portion of the show where I ask them some basic, straightforward co- questions, quick answers, and yeah. just to get a general consensus of how I have guests on right, left, what they think. 
So there is some ground where people agree on. It's not just you versus me. We have to disagree on everything have you now. Noticed, have you noticed people like agreeing more like on things recently? Like, cause you know, you talk to a lot of people, like people that just have different ideas, you know, like, like, have you noticed more coming together or is it so pretty much like, cause, cause like two years ago during the election, all that it was, it was, it was crazy. Like if I, like I work in, in LA, which is, and don't get me wrong. I voted Democrat liberal all my life. I'm not anti-Democrat or liberal. I'm just pointing out some effed up stuff that they've done recently, you know, and I, I've been pointing out Republicans effed up stuff all my life, <laughs> you know? So, you know, um, I work in entertainment and in, in Hollywood, it's 99.9% like liberal Democrat, which listen, man, that is great because, you know, I've offered everybody being equal and all, you know, everything, all of that. Like I'm, I'm like insanely liberal. Like I don't care what you do, have at it as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. And, but I noticed if I said anything that wasn't 100%, last thing I'll say about Hillary, Hillary Clinton, cause we're over her. She's you know old news. But if I said anything that wasn't, 100% supportive it was like I was a pariah like I remember she felt do you remember this like she was do, giving a speech on uh, the New York City Harbor and she she passed out like or fell down or something before she got in her car mm-hmm. like dragged into her car lost a shoe and it looked really bad and what and their excuse was uh, it was a hot day it was like first of all she's on the coast of the water it was like 80 degrees that day it, so I mean that wasn't true and even if it were true I mean who passes out like that unless they're not doing great at that moment and look let's say if donald trump would have passed out like that it would have been front page news and it would have been like how unhealthy it is so i just pointed that out they're like they were like zombie robots like no it was hot that day <laughs> like i'm like it was like yeah, like so i don't know that's when i kind of like not broke away at all but that that's why me personally i couldn't be a part of like like I personally have an obsessive search for, and I don't like it to be honest with you, Nick, because I have an obsessive interest in the truth, even if it hurts me. Like this whole shit is depressing, and I don't even like to think about it. But before I die, like I just want to know the truth about things, whether it's what I thought and I'm proved wrong. I'm happy to be proved wrong. Things I thought ten years ago, I think totally different now about a lot of things. So in ten years from now, the things I'm saying now, I could be like somebody could. There could be new information that makes me think differently. So I'm I'm not. I'm totally willing to be proved wrong. I just want to know, get as close to the truth as possible about things, including politics. So uh, we'll we'll do a quick shift. But before that, I just want to ask you, so so living in L.A., so as I told you earlier, I lived in Orange County, which up until recently Republican. was Republican. Uh, recently, oh, it, it, it just flipped blue. But Oh, my God, I didn't know that. Wow. So living in L.A. in a very liberal area, you see most people are tend to be Democrat and like, or do you think people try to hide if they are Republican or have like different? One thousand percent. It's complete, complete. Um, um, I mean, I'm not going to play a victim because I'm not Republican or, you know, conservative, you know, at all. I think they have as many or if not more issues like, you know, but 
I, even me, like I said, if you're not 100% in line, you got a problem. You may not be hired again. Like most, a lot of people in LA and entertainment work freelance. So they hide it or they go overboard. Like somebody like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, who, you know, it's just 1000% liberal, liberal, 1000% anti-Trump. But then, you know, you look at his like fairly recent past and he's doing like sexist things on the man show and he's, uh, you know, um, in blackface and he's, you know, uh, he hosted a show called The Man. He created not only hosted, he created a show called The Man Show that had all kinds of stuff that would be, you know, considered, you know, sexist and racist these days. And yet now, and I think somebody like him is doing it for um, because he's so obsessed with being at the top of the field in, in Hollywood. And you need to do that. You can't sway at all. Like. Like, really not at all. People take – like, they look at you if you're as if you're Hitler, if you say one single thing that's out of line. Like, I remember when I was still super diehard liberal, saw no problem with it whatsoever. It was like um, – and I remember um, uh, somebody that I work with, an editor, was making a documentary film about, um, about um, voter suppression. And I was like, oh, voter suppression, that sounds – and I knew the term, and I just assumed it was bad, right? Voter suppression, that sounds bad. You know, they're trying to, you know, suppress votes of, um, you know, certain types of people that are probably going to vote Democrat. And, like, that's not cool, Republicans. What are you doing there? Then I found out that voter suppression <laughs> was if you don't have ID, you can't vote. And as it, just, just in a rational, logical standpoint, I'm like, you need ID for everything. How is that even safe? To not have ID, you could vote as somebody else. You could vote ten times. Like, what safety guards are in place if you don't? Like, that's it's pretty easy to get an ID. You can get, I think, a state ID for like ten dollars. You don't even need a driver's license. You know, it's pretty easy to get a state ID, and you need one to do anything. You know, really in life. So that seemed like pretty reasonable to me. And the fact that people were against that because some minorities, I think, or some different people, like didn't have id and the forces that be wanted them the powers that be wanted them to vote anyway and i just thought that was like i don't know i really wasn't into i could see right through that and i wasn't like in agreement with that i think you should have id to vote i think it's pretty easy and that way we can keep track of it and i mean it seems like a pretty reasonable request to me Mm mm-hmm so, so that was my first little inkling that anything was not wrong, but that any that or any what different because you know you grow up you 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 have a you have a you have a attitude like a um what's it called like self like um an idealistic thing you know you want everybody to be nice and happy and that's what you know you know that's that is the best thing but unfortunately sometimes it's a little bit more more complicated you know than that you know. Um, sometimes so you got you got to take that into consideration too i think all right so we'll move into the last portion of the show i'm gonna ask you just some questions yes no maybe a little bit to explain it oh well we'll see how it goes so what do you think about nonviolent felons regaining the right to vote yes You, you think they should all right Next question.
All right, do you think there should be automatic voter registration? So as, uh, as soon as you turn 18, you're automatically registered to vote. Yeah, I mean, sure. Is there any consequence if you don't vote? Because some people, some people don't, like, like some people don't like any of the candidates. You know what I mean? So I don't know. If, but yeah, sure, they should be registered. But I don't think that they should, you know, anybody should have to vote or there's like any negative consequences or anything. Do you think uh, that there should be term limits on uh, Congress members? Yeah, 100%. I mean, which is, it's another complicated issue because unfortunately, there's probably some Congress members that are dope, <laughs> you know, or would be, we, we, we would benefit from having them, you know, be lifelong Congress members because, you know, they're fair, they're honest, we would benefit from that. But unfortunately, the downside is, you know, there's people are, you know, get lazy and insanely corrupt and just uses money grab and, you know, so, um, yeah, it seems like there should be all right so then i'll go on this is going to be the final question so we've already gone over gun safety i i usually like to ask two of the bigger uh controversial topics so last question right here yeah the answer is i do think there's something sketchy about the moon landing i don't know why (laughs) is that your question close close uh i was gonna (laughs) oh universal health care you for it against it 100 percent for it but uh, and i just give a brief explanation why because it's going to cost a shitload of money it's going to be way abused and it's going to be fucked out but we like the aforementioned taxes we pay so much in taxes give give me anything you got to be honest with you and what i mean by that is when you make me work more than half my week to give it to you I want something back besides a goddamn fucking road that's paved. And these roads aren't even fucking paved, so get to work. And they want to rob me, like, with these traffic tickets, and they have these, like, it's absurd how much money they take from you. And I'm not even a homeowner. They take money from you. Forget about that. And then you have to pay for, you know, homeowner taxes, and you have to pay for all this stuff. This is my house. I own it. I bought it outright. I still have to give you money. Like, in addition to everything else, like, give us back anything that we can get. I think that... It should be covered, and um, and that's it. I think it should be covered. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. Would yeah, you, it was fun. Thanks so much for asking me. Would you like to uh, share anything before we head out? No, I think I think <laughs> I think I said a lot. I I appreciate the platform and uh, the back and forth, and uh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Shout out to the Warren Twenty Twenty. As soon as you're done listening to this. Subscribe to this podcast. This is great. Um, it's really good. You're a great host. And um, subscribe. Go to, to the T-H-E-E Roaring 2020s. It's on anywhere you can get podcasts and Apple, iTunes, everything, Stitcher. And, Stitcher, and uh, subscribe and give it five stars or four stars maybe. Anything less than that. Don't bother with the stars, okay? Five stars. All right. Well, thank you for being on.